Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, plenty of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And now, temperatures inching back up into the upper 80s. They have six great flavors of slushies. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great selection of pre-owned inventory, if that's what fits your budget and is your desire. Great deals to be had, great interest rates, service department, fabulous, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day, the Padres hitting grand slams in four consecutive games. This time, a World Series MVP gets it done. Haas hits one well into deep right field. I thought he got it all. Car rushed. Grand slam home run, San Diego Padres. Where have you heard that before? Eric Hosmer with the grand slam and the call. One of the guys I, I personally just like. I, mean, I think he's a terrific announcer, but just personally, I like as I've run into him so many times over the years. Ted Leitner with the call on the Padres Network. Ted was funny. Uh, it's been a couple of years since I've seen Ted. And the last time I saw him, he said, Steve, you and I, we're survivors. <laughs> he's a great guy. I like Ted a lot. All right. Uh, now uh, when we go to the phone lines. It's nothing but Yankee fans. Hey, what up? Hey, did you know that guy, um, the Cincinnati announcer? I've met I've met I've met Tom Brenneman uh, several times. He's screwed. Big trouble, no question about that. Yeah, you always have to assume. Well, first of all, you can't say that to begin with. So let's start with that. No, I don't care if that, it's well, offhand or whatever. Well. Right. Okay, uh, and you always have to assume the mic's on. So it's, but you know, what made him say that? I mean, he just he can't do that. Uh, it's, just, it's, just, I, it's just wrong. It's wrong. And you know, I mean, the guy's a very good announcer. When I've dealt with him, he's oh, been great to deal with. Uh, great to deal with. But this is you. you can't. Did you do hear that. his apology? He sort the of, it sort of happened. There was a home run in the middle of it. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He says, "Yeah, that was bad timing." He, he apologized. He goes, "There's a line drive. That'll be a home run." <laughs> and he just kept on talking. Well, his announcer side took over for a little bit, but he's in a lot. He's. I heard. I think Fox fired him today. 
uh, uh, from doing NFL football, yes. Yeah. He was one of the NFL football broadcasters. See, I ran into him when he was doing – he was the lead announcer for BTN. And I think people forget there was a point where Fox had the BCS National Championship games, the bowl games, yeah. before ESPN got it back, and he was the lead announcer for that. Oh, he's a good announcer. He's got a good voice, but boy, he. Yeah. And his father was Mari Brenneman. Yep. Yep. Uh, Who just uh, retired. He knew. He knew, man, I am in a lot of trouble. You know, at first I thought, ah, you know, whatever. But then I really, you know, you want to feel bad for him, but at the same time you're like, dude, what are you thinking? You know? I know. Well, I know. I mean, that yeah. what he said was very offensive. So yep, no does he question. deserve to be fired for everything from it? I don't know. You know, uh, you, you know. I heard a guy one day say, um, it made a lot of sense. He said, if you can sit down and name the five worst things you ever did in your life, but you didn't get caught, you know. A lot of people say stuff, and they don't get caught. You know, a lot of people drink and drive, and they don't get caught, you know. Right. Um it's you know, be careful when you wish bad will on somebody else. You know, it could be. No, I mean too. that's been the, that really has been the key to the suit's career. He's been, I mean, a lot of stuff he's never been caught. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, the world's a safer place. Lori Laughlin got two months in prison. That, yes. to me, is another stupid thing. They should have just made them, you know, give some kids some scholarships for the next 10 years, you know, something like that. But I know in Connecticut during the pandemic here, the governor released prisoners from prison, and they've right. since shot people, murdered people. You know, it, Lori Laughlin's not a threat to society and should not be in prison. That's just, you know, find her, make make. Make her do goodwill for what she did, you know? In other words, right. she's guilty, and what she did was wrong, but putting her in prison accomplishes absolutely nothing, you know? I, I, if I was a judge, I'd have said, you know what? For the next 10 years, you're going to give some kid a free ride to school, you know, for your, that's your punishment. And then a lot of good would come out of it, you know? But this, to me, accomplishes nothing. So it's a, it's a it's a it's a name that they can attach to it. And oh, they just everybody wants to hang their their legacy. You know, I put Lori Laughlin in prison. You know, goody goody. So she's yeah. I, she's one of my favorite actresses. I like her. I hope she comes back. She deserves to come back. So, but anyway, well, hopefully boy, she the will. Red Sox yeah. stink, huh? <laughs> oh, I mean, Matt, have I been mad? Have I been blunt about that? You have been very blunt about it, to your credit. And I, I said they're not good. And that, I mean, last night the one truly professional starting pitcher they have pitched, and like a truly professional starting pitcher, he went seven innings, gave up nothing, and they won. Okay, unfortunately. 
Uh, oh, yeah. In, in fact, if you get three, that's called a winning streak. It's happened yeah. before. <laughs> so look out. Here they come. Lou, Lou Brown. They should hire Lou Brown to manage this team. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, they've got players. It doesn't really make sense. They've got a good lineup, you know. But they're just not yeah. hitting. Martinez isn't hitting, you know. And Tennessee's not hitting. Players. It's just. Oh, to, to, well, that's I can that's see why some I, players I, saying they need fans. You know, I made I made the joke the other day that this race was tailor made for Tampa Bay. They're used to not playing in front of anybody, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> They're used to it. <laughs> well, I, is there a pandemic? <laughs> I, so I mean, what kind of adjustments you've had to make? To what? <laughs> to Our what? fans have been trying to keep us safe for years. Yeah. <laughs> Our fans have embraced social distancing since the day the franchise was founded. <laughs> That's why we're healthy. We're good. So. We're good. All good. I mean, I think when they were in the World Series against the Phillies, I think I think there were a lot of Phillies fans in the stands down in St. Petersburg. It's always been that way down there. Yeah. I tell you, we got a problem. Where I live now, stores, um, man, stores Mansfield, um, it's been, we had like 10, 10 people had the virus, the, the entire pandemic, and now the yeah. college is back. <laughs> yeah. The kids are having parties, and they're testing positive, and they're sending yeah. kids home, and the football team got six guys, got the pins, so they had an emergency meeting today. i got to find out what happened. They're mad at the governor. They want the governor to close the college, you know, so... Because we had no virus, sir, and now we do. So they do the yeah. dumb thing. They bring the kids in for two weeks, and they test them when they get there for the pandemic, and then that's it. And they expect them to not do a thing for two weeks, just sit in their rooms. That's not going to happen, you know. I know I wouldn't have. <laughs> I'm not a hypocrite. But right. Remember the big snowstorm in 1978 when they closed the state and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, when we got back to college, that um, was at Mitchell College at the time, and we had only been back a couple of days from Christmas break, and we had the storm. And the last thing I remember is shoveling the driveway so we could buy a keg. <laughs> and that's the last thing I remember, throwing the keg down the street. So. Yeah, no, I was party. You know, they're yeah. eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-old kids, and you can't expect them. Uh, I mean, you wish they would, but they're not gonna. You know. Uh, I was on the college radio station. I stayed on the air for twelve hours straight. Uh, that day? Doing, yeah, wow. closings, cancellations, what road closings, things one. like that. Yeah, it was huge. Hey, I'll take a break. We'll come back, do a little trivia in a moment. Some would say very little trivia. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet.
Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Q, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Trivia time with the true masters of trivia. <laughs> I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> I thought it was a great introduction that gave the audience confidence. <laughs> uh, Much appreciated. Okay. Well, who's first? I can go first if you want. Sure. Name the first NFL team to hold its training camp outside of its home city. I'll go with the Cowboys. Um, Oakland Raiders. The Chicago Cardinals. Oh. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. They held their training camp, believe it or not, across the lake in Michigan. All right. right here. Hello. So, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I've, I've done my part. I. What year? I gave, uh, nineteen twenty-two. Oh, Something like that. <laughs> so it makes it a trivia question. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Would you have got it right? Would I've gotten it right? Probably not. Yeah. But I don't have anything in front of me. I just know it's true. <laughs> Yeah, I got a whole notebook in front of me. Go ahead, Matt. Okay. Sticking with the NBA. Former NBA All-Star Jermaine O'Neal was drafted by which team in 1996? Portland Trailblazers. Portland Trailblazers. That's correct. I guess that was a layup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that one nailed as soon as Steve said it. <laughs> what sport See, but, has but the he, largest you know number what? of participants in the world? Um. If well, you get this e- right, I'm hanging up. The easy answer, I, I, it's not the easy answer. It's not soccer. I'm going to say that most participants... I'll say cricket. Matt? I'm going to stick with soccer. Fishing. 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 <laughs> Fishing has the most participants in the world. It's considered a sport. The, the, of course, yeah. It's, absolutely. It's great. 
Interesting. Name the first ever four-time winner of the Indianapolis 500. Suit, I did this for you. It's your weekend. It's Indy 500 weekend. You're going to be glued to the set. So when we see that rating of one, we know you, you, you watched. Uh, I know this because you've asked it before and I got it right. And I can't remember the guy's name. Oh. Oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank. Because I got it right. It's the second time you've asked it. Um, not Al Unser. Oh, God. The other guy. He's a tough guy. Oh. Show ends at five. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. I'm just drawing a blank. I know who it is. I can see his face. I, I know. I know you can. I know. Yeah. Any guess, Matt? Scott Dixon. A's one one. A J Foyt. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I That's got it right. right the other day. When you asked it the other time, I got it immediately. And this time I'd like, oh, I was, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, now I'll let you see he's won it four so. times. So. Good question. And Rick Mears, and yeah. So, there you go. Matt? Okay. Who was the MVP of the 2010-11 NBA regular season? I'll say Dirk Nowitzki. King? I'm going to go with... Um... Oh, my God. I'm just drawing blanks. The guy, the one, he just passed away in the helicopter. Oh, Kobe. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. I'm sorry. Correct answer, Derek Rose. Oh, wow. <laughs> Derek Rose. <laughs> the only year he wasn't hurt. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Good question. How many stitches are on a baseball? I'm trying to think in the you natural one. You can I am going to say... 262. Matt? Uh, I'll go with uh, 150. Should the winner get the one who's the closest? Sure. 108. Matt, you were the Ooh, closest. Okay. Ding, 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 Way ding, to ding. go, Matt. Way to go, Matt. <laughs> All right. Like a big brother question. Okay. There you go. That's great. All right. Let's see. So it's my turn again. I mean, I already asked the obligatory Indy 500 question. I figured I had to do that. What pitcher gave up Hank Aaron's 715th career home run? These two diehard, these two diehard Yankee fans, unbelievable. 
Uh, is that a hint? <laughs> yes, it is. Ooh. Jim Bowden. Oh, okay. I got nothing. We'll take that as a miss. Uh, well, that's okay. not fair. He wasn't born yet. <laughs> We well, I mean, well, I wasn't born when the Chicago Cardinals went to training camp either. Uh, so, <laughs> contrary to what you may think, uh, Al Downing. Not a violation on my part. I should know that. Al Downing, the former Yankee, was pitching for Al the Dodgers Downing. at the time. Yep. Jack, close, Billingham, Jack Billingham gave up 7-14 for the Cincinnati Reds. I don't think they What NHL team was once called the St. Patrick? Uh, the New York Rangers. That? I was, I was going to say uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Toronto Maple Leafs. Ah. Well, based on what they've done, based based on what they've done in the last forty three years, fifty three years, they should change back. <laughs> yeah, they should have stayed. <laughs> they need a little help. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, gentlemen, yeah, talk to you guys. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Yeah, we're looking at the mid-upper 80s this weekend, so it's a great time to stock up on those cold beverages. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And now they have six great flavors of ice-cold slushies. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory, fabulous service department at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. During all of this, we could not have asked for someone to be as open with us and stay in touch with us as as Bob Lombardi has. And I'm not surprised because oh, Bob and I have known each other longer than we both care to tell everybody. <laughs> but it's great to have him with us. Bob, welcome back. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having us. Okay, so the vote today uh, was to uh, was to move forward. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so everybody gets to start, I believe, what, on Monday. Uh, in the room, what ended up being the consensus as to why the swing was to say, yep, let's, let's, let's move forward and give this a shot? Uh, I think the feeling of the board was 
no different than what it was in June. Their philosophy is try to give every student as many opportunities to participate in interscholastic athletics as possible. And I think that carried the day. Um, two weeks ago when we met, everyone was given a homework assignment. Go back to your areas, go back to your constituencies, and survey everybody and see what's going on. Who wants to do what? And they came back and um, shared some information, and the numbers were overwhelming. And I think the numbers reflected the vote. And in fact, when you were on with us two weeks ago, uh, you and I talked about the fact that the governor had recommended and made a recommendation, but not an order. And your vote reflected that. And I had said at the time, I thought the wisdom of that was incredible because it gave you an opportunity to have a dialogue with the governor's office. Uh, in any dialogue with the governor's office or with the governor himself, how did that go? Well, Steve, we have, haven't spoken to the governor. Okay. Um, no, no, that's, I didn't know that. Yeah, just one of those things. Uh, we've met with two of their staffers. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in some of the things because I thought we were trying to work together pretty well. And, you know, they have said some things that I don't think are 100% accurate, but we're going to put that behind us. And we still need to try to resolve for parents uh, not being able to go to games as spectators. We really need to see if we can get uh, some flexibility there and still be respectful of social distancing and spacing and all that type of stuff. And nobody wants to break the bank here. But I think kids need their parents to be there just as a safety factor. You know, you, you tear up a knee, you bang an elbow, you jam a finger, you pull a hamstring. You know, these things happen in athletics, and I think it's important that the supervision of the parent is there, or guardian. So we're going to try to work through some things with them yet, hopefully, and um, go from there. I think the board is committed to try to try. Let's leave it at that, that. Try. If, if, if right. things go south, I know they're not afraid to uh, step in and say, you know what, we this isn't possible. But right now we think it is possible based upon the summer programs that people have done and the number of kids that have gone through without problems. And if the parents are there, let's face it, I think you and I have been in enough facilities in our lifetime to know that you can socially distance when it's just the parents being there. Absolutely. Uh, heck, Steve would even go as far as asking for 25%. You haven't been in a gym that probably seats less than 1,000. That's not asking much. People be spread out all over the place and be yeah, no. easily handle that. And then you ask a football stadium for 250 and they right. could seat 3,500 or 4,000. Geez, just, I, I, I think it needs to be reasonable, and it can't be hung on what are going on in bars and restaurants. Young athletes playing stuff are not uh, bars and restaurants' clientele. Bob, what about sponsoring fall PIAA championships? Has there been a decision made on actually, you know, okay, hey, let's go to Hershey. We're going to play. Is that on a wait and see? Is that on a go time? How is that? 
right now we're anticipating trying uh, hosting as much as we can. We first have to see how many sports are going to be, how many schools are going to sponsor sports this fall, and then we'll start working from there. But we would like to have some type of postseason, season, even if it is only the district level. But right now, the biggest part is to get people having the opportunity to play some games and participate. That's that's uh, focus number one. Then the next two steps will come as we get the number of schools. And that'll be the key because each district has to make up its own mind as to how they want to handle this, correct? That's correct. Yep, and local control is how it's been for over 100 years. We're good with it. Yeah. Uh, there obviously have been some schools already. I believe Harrisburg is one that said now nah, they're going to do virtual to start. So that means they were on somebody else's schedule. Is there going to be schedule schedule flexibility allowed for those who decide not to play? Okay, they don't, but this grouping over here wants to play. Are they going to be allowed to have some schedule flexibility to add somebody on if something's been subtracted? Yes, they are. And another part of that, Steve, we had a second motion brought up by the District 1 chairman that is we are going to monitor the schools that are playing this fall. And if there are a number of schools in a certain area that may be shut down by a conference or a league or a district, or you know, you take the, the District 12 is having some issues there right now with the public league, um, we are going to possibly look at alternate solutions for them to possibly afford them the opportunity to play at another time. Just as a reminder for everybody, they would get uh, to work in uh, some way, shape, or form on Monday. Idealistically, when do you want to start seasons? Well, if we start on Monday, um, you know, the earliest I believe that we can play um, most of our season. Well, golf, if they practice Monday, they can play Thursday. Right. Tennis, the following Monday. Um, cross country and all the uh, girls volleyball, field hockey, soccer, and football, and water polo. The earliest start date for them is the 11th of September. Bob, I'm going to assume you're in touch with so many people. One of the keys to making this happen, doing it well, is going to be the guidance of a head football coach and the head football coach's staff, along with the training staff. Have you been in touch personally with head football coaches? Because if you have, I'm going to sense that they have taken that they accept the the job of hey, I'm going to do everything I can, Bob, to make this work. I haven't. Uh, I, I've talked to uh, a few coaches that are personal friends. However, yes. probably on an every other day basis, I talk to the head of the Pennsylvania State Football Coaches Association, Gary Cathell, and yep. he's their executive director. And Gary and I have probably talked every other day, and he keeps me informed of what his group is thinking and proposals and things that they have and their feelings. And they were go from – Step one, they're committed to doing whatever they possibly can, however they possibly can, to try to have a season under the guidance of keeping people safe and following their health and safety program. So, and, and this, this, yeah, and this is an important element right here, very important. 
Bob Lombardi and the PIAA board care deeply about students and their health. You're going to do this because you think it's the right thing to do, but at the same time, you care deeply about their health. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, health is health, safety, wellness of the student, and that figures into it, uh, uh, Steve, because, you know, there's a study out of uh, University of Wisconsin on how uh, not participating in extracurriculars is uh, detrimental to a student's growth and um, uh, mental and uh, physical, social, emotional well-being. So, you know, there's a lot of tentacles here, and I think it's important for us to try to give everybody the opportunity to uh, be safe, be healthy, and still get the experience that they would like. Bob, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I know that you've, you've got a lot in your plate, but you always give us time to explain everything that's going on. A lot of people I know are very pleased with what the board has decided. Now it's a question of seeing if everything going forward works well, and we think it will. We, we, we are uh, um, cautiously optimistic and hopeful that uh, everyone follows their plans and guidance and does the right thing because the ball is in their court. If we can get this done, we're going to show everybody how to do it right. And I, I, know, I have faith in our schools. Absolutely. Bob, thanks so much. I can't thank you enough for the time you give us. Anytime, Steve. Thanks. Be well. Be well. Talk to you again. Be well, my friend. Be well, my friend. Yes, we will talk again soon. Bob Lombardi from the PIAA. The vote uh, was taken. Uh, PennLive.com mentioned about an hour ago that the the vote was, uh, I believe believe the the report was 25 to 5, something like that. And it's up to each school district to make up their own mind. Um, so I get you know, Mark. The the bottom line is we know there's one person that is ecstatic today. Absolutely, the play-by-play voice of Shikolimi football. Because we'll get to hear him on Friday nights scream out. He saw what I saw. Yeah. Well, at least he'll be able to see something, which is great. Uh, all right. Everybody is aching to return to some semblance of normalcy. And hopefully this continues to move forward. Because, the, as I mentioned yesterday with the commissioner of the Big Ten, you know, he put out a letter, and the, the letter was fine and explained a lot. The one part he got to was the uh, something like the dramatic increase in infections across the country and so forth. And I sat back and went, I just went through a series of graphs on Saturday. Because, look, you're always preparing for the show because you have a lot of elements to talk about. You just can't get, walk in and do this stuff off the seat of your pants. You know, Bob talked about the Wisconsin study. I've referred to the Icelandic study from Iceland about the about children not passing uh, the virus up, uh, which Senator Toomey and I discussed. Well, we, uh, so I went to that stuff Saturday, and I thought, wow, I looked at maybe, I don't know, 20 to 30 states, whatever, and all the graphs were going down. I'm like, okay. 
then I th- so then when I read the commissioner's letter, out of respect to him, I thought, you know what? Let me go back and just check again and just make sure I didn't read something wrong. I mean, that's, and that's when I wanted to make sure. Did I read something wrong? And I didn't. I didn't. Now, is it back to where it was on June the 10th? No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, but is it better, I mean, exponentially better off than it was on July the 10th? Yes. Who do we have here, El Marco? We have somebody here holding for us, or oh, it's Matt. Oh, no, Matt can wait. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, uh, wrapping up, brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Cubits 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. Uh, Bob Lombardi, great as always. Answers every question, doesn't dance around it. Yeah, I was going to ask about the Yankees just to make you happy. <laughs> That's okay. I, I don't think I think he's got more important things to worry about right now. Everybody's worried about the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees aren't playing this weekend, by the way. The Mets had a player and a staffer test positive, so they'll play the waiting game of the Mets. So they won't play the Yankees this weekend. Yeah, uh, and of course everybody will make a big deal out of it and so forth. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't make a big deal out of it. Uh, because, I'm just getting used to it now, to be honest with you. Well, it's not a question of getting used to it, but it's it's a person here, a person there. I mean, when you're doing twelve thousand tests, which what they're what they're doing, and the results are positive anywhere from two to eight. I'm sorry, I don't feel like you're on the verge of disaster. Well, they they can play it safe, but I'm again I'm very big on why bother having that team in in Musick? Why bother having that team in Lehigh Valley? Why bother having that team in Altoona and not use them? I mean, that's what they're there for. I'd keep going. If you have to use different players, use different players. But I'd keep going, and the PIAA is going to keep going. Uh, the uh, no text yet from the suit. Uh, I mean, think about the think about how his life now is gone. He's got the Indy five hundred, and now they're holding out hope of doing high school football. 
That's right. Speaking of that, I, he wasn't able to join us today, but I do have his pick. Will Power? And that would be... No. <laughs> yeah, that'll never... That'll happen uh, when uh, the Red Sox pitching staff gets better. Uh, I mean... <laughs> a Roger Penske driver? No. Um, it's actually pretty obvious. He picked Marco. Yes, he did. Or... <laughs> That's Marco only Stein. because he's been the fastest car all week, which is true. He's on the pole, so going with the pole sitter. Well, I said I said that at the beginning of the week. I said he was the fastest guy in practice too. First, now we'll see how it goes race day. But to be honest with you, that car has been in tune with that racetrack since the, since the second they got there. So he picked Marco. I'd love to see it, too. See the Nazareth native go back to victory lane for the first time in a very long time, if I remember correctly, or if ever. Well, well, Marco's never been in victory lane in Indianapolis. He's got three, right. uh, two, wins, two wins in his career. Mario Andretti is an interesting case. He is the perfect case that I've, I've always mentioned. I always sit back and, and shake my head when so, I hear the phrase, well... X, and in this case, Mario Andretti, only won once. Really? How many wins do you have? Oh, that's right, none? Oh. Do you know how hard it is to win one? To win one. When a great talent like Mario Andretti has one win at Indianapolis, that tells you how hard it is it is to win competition on a given day where somebody's a little faster, day that maybe your car wasn't working right, a mistake here or there. It's hard to win at anything. Arnold Palmer only won one U.S. Open. Do you know how hard it is to win one U.S. Open? One? Hard. If this was all easy, we'd all be doing it. You ever hear the story about the day the suit and I did the show at Pocono? And we had Scott Goodyear on, and yeah, so really, he it was, didn't it was tell a me about those times. Fun show, all right. Well, I leave because I had to come back. I have to do a state college spikes game. He leaves, and the guy that pulls out right next to him is Ryan Hunter Ray. How about that? And naturally, guess who tries to race him to the finish line? (sighs) I I beat him. (laughs) Yes, but Ryan Hunter Ray didn't know he was racing you. He just thought he was driving. (laughs) Yeah, that's dangerous to do that in the Pocono Winfield. That's not a lot of room. Oh, no, this was on the street. I got in front of him. Okay. He was trying to draft me. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket on News Radio 1070 WK.